podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Shackles Are Off World Cup Daily Podcast. This is episode two and a big thanks to Toby Tarrant, by the way, for coming on the last podcast. He was an absolute belter. Zero ducks given. It's not quite the UK's number one podcast, but um, if you are listening to this podcast, you're already listening. So I don't mind plugging someone else's. That's fine. Just nowhere else. Uh, But yeah, it was was great to have Toby on. Uh, Chris Millard is with me. All right, Chris. Now, that was a good start, wasn't it? We did a great podcast and then England had an absolutely unbelievable win over the Windies on Saturday. The perfect storm. The absolute perfect storm. Get them in, get them out, get them knocked off, job done. Beat the world champions like you've not even got out of first gear, never mind second gear. Unbelievable start. And, and, and remember the name. I mean, yeah, it seems a long time ago now, that, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Adil Rashid, four for two off 2.2 overs, I think it was. Unbelievable. So that's very nice. I, I, I just think... This podcast and, and doing the chorus corner and that kind of thing, it just lends itself nicely to England doing well. We're taking a bit of credit here. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a different kettle of fish when we play the likes of Pakistan, India, teams that on those pitches are, are very good usually. And it'll have to be, we'll have to be on our A game to, to beat those sides. But there's no reason why we can't do it. And I, I genuinely think we will. Mm, well, we've got Bangladesh on Wednesday. That's England's next opponent who... The Scots managed to beat, um, if you may remember from the last episode when they were singing Flowery Scotland, um, <laughs> right over the Bangladesh press conference. Absolutely brilliant. So that's next on Wednesday. And then we've got the Aussies on Saturday. So we'll try and sneak out another couple of podcasts between now and then. Um, but yes, so this week we've actually got Phil Salt coming up on the podcast. He's um, We'll have a good chat with Phil. He's rising star. Isn't he played uh, some of those emergency ODIs in the summer when the whole team went down with COVID and did pretty well, actually. Uh, got a 50 at Lords, nice stuff. But he's been knocking on the door for ages. We, we've got a couple of Sussex um, natives, haven't we, in the Barmy Army, who've always been banging on about, oh, get Phil Salt in, get Phil Salt in. And, uh, oh, you are all right there, mate. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but, yeah, we've had loads of people in the Barmy Army talking about you know this Phil Salt fella for ages, like you know two or three years, and then and then it's kind of the last couple of years he's coming into prominence a little bit. So uh, looking forward to talking to him. He's our second guest on this little mini series that we're doing during this World Cup as well. Um, so also good to see some Barmy Army support there um, in the UAE in the stands, wasn't there? There was um, there's a few familiar faces that the uh, cameras were panning round to, which was great for, from your perspective, Chris. <clears throat> Yes, Greggy, I'm chatting to Paul right now. Paul, thanks for coming on the Barmy Army podcast. The shackles are off. Whereabouts are you at this minute in time? I'm in the Royal Meridian, uh, JBR in Dubai. Very good, very good. And you were at the game yesterday with your two sons. What what was that like to be at a World Cup in Dubai? Uh, It was brilliant. They loved it. They really loved it. Uh, I was surprised it's the fact it was a World Cup, some of the facilities, but it was fantastic for them. They were, they loved it. 
Okay, and you weren't such a fan. What? Why was that? Was it the facilities a yeah, problem? Just, yeah, yeah. We could, we couldn't get any merchandise for anything. So you take your young children. You want to get them a, a cap or this. And normally, like, I, I've been on, like I've been with the Brisbane West Indies. Yeah. Da da da. I can come and see you guys outside the ground. I can come and see, you know, inside the ground. You're going to get your England merchandise. There was just none of it. None of it. It was difficult, man. Oh well, well we'll we'll sort something for you, I'm sure, Chuck. We can sort something out um, with our merchandise people that we've got over there. There isn't many Barmy Army over there, but there are some wave, waving the flag. Uh, yeah, you, you're not far away, actually. The pub you're in, uh, then Nell Gwyn, Nell Gwyn. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I missed out. Just I, I, I realised too late, to be honest. Otherwise, I'd have gone across. No it's worries. Just one at all. I missed out. But How- no, it was a good experience. It was, I mean, the play, the. England played fantastic. If you want to talk about England, they were, they were. I mean, it was like edited highlights, as you said when I tweeted it. It's like if you couldn't leave your seat, you just couldn't leave. There's something happening every over. What did you think then? Were we incredibly good, or were the West Indies incredibly poor? In your opinion, what was what was the difference? Oh, maybe they were undercooked. That makes sense. That that was it. Looked like a difficult wicket. Looked like they got caught with a few balls that were stopping. So they were through the shots and then like an early April wicket in Stoke. You know, <laughs> that, that, that that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, um, they just looked underprepared, whereas we, we, we did look like we knew what was going on, probably because the skipper had been around a bit. Thank you very much for coming on. The shackles are off. It's great to have you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Good luck. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, it's been a, been a long time coming since we've been on an away tour. We've obviously had a great summer in the UK. We were in all the major grounds apart from Lords, and we, we had a really good summer. It felt like we were back to normal, but there was always an eye on the winter thinking, well, with, without the Ashes probably and without the likes of being able to take a big tour over to the UAE, what's going to happen? But to be able to see some faces, a bit, bit of normality again, people watching cricket overseas, albeit I've seen some pictures of picketed fences where you sat in your little own pen. Yeah, um, yeah. But, that looks interesting. Let's hope that doesn't last forever. But um, no, it's a start, isn't it? It's a start of what's going to be a long winter, but hopefully incredibly good winter for the England team, but also the Barmy Army. Yeah, and we'll be here right with you all the way through it on the Shackles Are Off podcast. We'll be sticking out some daily podcasts during the Ashes as well. And by the, by the way, proper daily podcast for that one as well, like yeah. as in the, the end of each day's play. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah. drag, drag, um, drag producer Chuck out of bed by then. I think we'll be able to do. I know. Uh, by the way, we're going to be a complete mess by the end of that. It's one thing being over there in Australia and being as busy as you are, Chris, when you've been out there on previous Ashes tours. But yeah, when you're here in the UK, body clock completely out of kilter. But looking forward to that. We've got this World Cup to get through first. Hopefully, Owen and the boys bring it home. Now, um, you want to just, just quickly plug the event there, the Ashes event? Mm. Yeah, good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, Great idea. Um, um, but just talking of being out of kilter, um, we have got an, an event, an all-night event. And look, let's be honest, if, you, if you're an England cricket fan, you're part of the Barmy Army, there's a good chance that you're going to be staying up all night watching the you know day's play, aren't you? It's a good fact, particularly at a weekend when you don't have to get up for work the next day and the, you, know, you can have a lazy Saturday having had like pretty much no sleep. Um, there's a brilliant event on, Chris. What's wh- Where is it? How can people go? And just sort of give us a bit of a feel for what it's going to be all about, because it sounds awesome. 
months and months in the planning, but we, we've got there eventually and we're now on sale with tickets to the day three event for first test at Brisbane at Victoria in Victoria, Greenwood Sports Bar. Those of you who are familiar with London might be familiar with this venue for being a large sports pub that everyone piles into and they're famed for doing overnighters for the NFL and other sports that take place at an ungodly hour of time. However, they came to us and they said, we want to do a Barmy Army party and we were, we were obviously very keen to do that. We were looking for venues that would be able to back us in doing that. They said, come on, come on down. Bring your Barmy Army supporters, bring your hot tubs, bring your Ryan Sidebottoms, bring your trumpets and we'll have a big party and that's where we're at. Day three, online you can get the tickets on Greenwood Sports Bar and Grill. You will honestly, honestly never have a better 11pm till 11am in your life. Watching Rooty score his double hundred on day three to take us to a really comfortable position. Got to get down. By the way, right, you said so many amazing sentences there. The event sounds great. That sounds unbelievable. You promised it'll be the best. What do you say? 11 p.m. till whatever? 11 a.m. Yeah, 11 p.m. Right. Okay, that's a good 12 hour. So, I mean, you've, you promised that it's going to be the best 11 p.m. till 11 a.m. that you'll ever have in your life. That's great. That's a big promise, by the way, knowing some of the Barmy Army <laughs> regulars. Also, <laughs> also, bring your Ryan side bottoms and bring your hot tubs. I don't think that sentence has ever been said before, ever. <laughs> it's a great sentence. I love it. I got a bit excited when I was saying it about thinking about it. I just thought, we've got trumpets, we've got hot tub, we've got city, we've got burgers, we've got ale. We've got coffee, for those of you that might need a coffee to keep yeah. going. If it's not if it's not the best, 11pm to 11am, I will be gobsmacked. And if it isn't, I'll get Ryan Sidebottom to kiss you, and then it might just tip you over the edge. <laughs> oh, this sounds great. This sounds great. I can't Sorry, wait for that event. Can't wait for that event. Get your tickets then for that. Um, brilliant. And that's on the Barmy Army website, mate, yeah? Yeah, and Greenwood Sports Barn Grill website. But you go on to Barmy Army social media pages, you will find the event. We'll, we'll be promoting it in the lead up to the, to the tournament. Love it. And also our listeners and the Barmy Army members in general are just absolutely unbelievable. For, for the last couple of podcasts, We've put out a bit of a play on social media. Get some stuff um, in the, you know, just get some songs sent in, get some interaction sent in. We've had some brilliant responses, which we'll, you'll hear coming up. Chorus Corner this week. Two of the best entries I think we've had since we've set up that on both the YouTube channel and also here on the podcast. Belting, belting. So stay tuned for that as well. Just um, quickly before we go, there's this thing about, you know, if you're traveling around and I'm a bit late to the whole VPN hype, Chris, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm a bit stuck in the sort of dark ages with this. Showing your age, yeah, mate. Showing. I know, yeah, my, my age, which is a whole three months uh, younger than, <laughs> older than you. Thanks, mate. Um, you know, when you're traveling on tour, because you're on tour far more than I am, Chris, in usual mm. times. Yeah. When you're trying to watch highlights of the cricket and all this kind of stuff, look, this is, a, we'll be honest, this is an advert, but you've already bought this because it's actually unbelievable. So what what is it? Explain what this VPN thing is and how people can get it, because there's You've got, to, you've got to be quick because this offer's over soon. Absolutely, James. It's over very, very soon. However, if you're a Barmy Army member or you listen to this podcast, you can get 73% off your Nord VPN plan plus four bonus months for free, basically. So all you have to do is go to nordvpn.com forward slash Barmy or go to the Nord VPN website and use the code Barmy in the discount code section to be able to have all the security that you need that a VPN provides. People don't realize how much security a VPN provides you from cyber attacks and, and so on and so forth. But also, if you are on tour and you're overseas, you can 
watch match of the day you can watch the cricket highlights you can watch whatever takes your fancy that you might not be able to get in the country that you're in so make sure you do it if you're going away but also if you just want a bit more security whilst you're back in england but be very quick we've only got 30 30 days left i think of this plan or or actually sorry there's a 30 day money back guarantee so it's risk-free if you don't like it cancel it within a month but i'll, I'll guarantee you like it there we go that's uh, i mean it's a glowing endorsement from a man who's actually already bought the product so he knows. He knows everybody. Um, nice one. Uh, Chris, we're going to have a chat with Phil Salt now on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Keep sending your messages and, and, and entries into Chorus Corner as well. They cause us a lot of amusement and also hopefully you guys listening at home as well. Do feel free to pass the pod as well and uh, keep looking on all the social pages as well. The Barmy Army on Twitter, England's Barmy Army on Instagram. And uh, if you just want to have a little natter with us, info at barmyarmy.com is where you can email now we're going to start off with Phil Salt because he's he's you know great guy, upcoming England cricketer like we said, but he's had a bit of a weird you know kind of unusual upbringing. So we'll get into that right here on the Shackles Are Off podcast. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm just doing a bit of background as well, ably helped by our producer, Chuck, who seems to know a scary amount about you. <laughs> Born in Wales, grew up playing cricket in the Caribbean with a mank accent, was playing for Sussex. I mean, right, just sort of bring it all back, mate, if, if you don't mind. So what's going on? Just Where did it all yeah. start? So North Wales, uh, where I first started playing cricket, but I was more into football like the whole time. Went out to Barbados. Obviously, there's not much scope for football there's like a couple of academies but it was no sort of a level um and it just sort of interest fell away for it and just started playing more cricket yeah not good enough for you is that what you're trying to say being a <laughs> well you know you would, <laughs> i was just running the game non-stop it was getting boring <laughs> <laughs> love it is that why you've moved back up to Lanks then is it to try and angle for you know a, a spot in pep side because they, they could deal with like a midfielder couldn't they really in the minute i'll tell you what they don't they don't need anyone at the minute that lot do they <laughs> no, no. So you're you are a City fan. So is that because your parents are from Manchester? Then is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. My old man's from Manchester, and that's who we used to go and watch, even when they were crap. So uh, <laughs> seen proper some fan. Seen yeah, some no, really we like that, football. Chris, don't we? We do yeah. like that. Yeah, proper fan. Not just like you know, joined on the bandwagon when the oil money came piling in. No, Love like it. that's what that's what Chuck is with Chelsea. <laughs> I love the fact that producer Chuck here is muted on this podcast recording, so he has no comeback whatsoever. Stay muted as well. Don't unmute yourself, Chuck. Just shake your head. I was, All right. I was actually with Phil the day um, City won the Premier League. Nice. Where, okay. And where was that? Where was that? Some glamorous location? No, it was at school, and we were with we were with our friend Dan, who's a Man United fan, and I remember some pretty wise words from Phil going into his ear that afternoon. Um, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, what's it like growing up playing cricket in the Caribbean? We spoke to loads of guests on here, Chris, haven't we, uh, on the Shackles Are Off, and we've not actually really come across many people. We had Joff on, I think, on a Barmy Army TV earlier on the Joel year. Joel Garner? <laughs> yeah, jo yeah, of course, Joel Garner, yeah. Um, that wasn't released as a podcast. It was pretty much inaudible. But yeah, um, in terms of actually growing up playing cricket in the Caribbean, just talk to me what it's like, because I'm guessing 
as an English guy, you're probably getting targeted a little bit with the, with the bowling, which I'm, I'm guessing probably helps with your batting. Yeah, bits and pieces. Um, never anything sort of malicious. I mean, there was obviously, like, everybody knows that you get a lot of fast bowlers coming out of that part of the world. Um, so that to get exposed to that early doors probably wasn't the worst thing. And I was also playing a few years up, um, basically the whole time I was in Barbados. Um, so it did so much for my cricket. Mm, yeah, yeah. How, how long were you there for, Phil? Uh, five years. And then I came back over... Um, I got a scholarship to read school in Surrey, which is where I met Chuck. Cool. And you, um, you, you then straight into Sussex, which must have been cool. So you knew CJ, Chris Jordan, obviously, in the World Cup squad at the minute. But um, in, he's, look, by the way, he's been great for England over the years, hasn't he? So what, what, what's it been like sort of coming through alongside him, really, and watching his career? Yeah, it's been... I mean, I was, I was, um, I was sort of on the, on the periphery of the Surrey squads, um, for three or four years, but then never really um, got a crack. Um, you know, used to play the inter-squad games and do the trials and all the rest of it all year, basically. But then when push came to shove, never got in because it's such a strong age group. Um, first time I met CJ, he was at Surrey. I was in like the under-17 setup, and then he went down to Sussex and I followed a couple of years later. Um, but no, it's pretty cool because in Barbados, he was a massive name like the whole time. Um, I think he might have even been playing first class cricket for Barbados when I lived over there. Um, so then to like become tight with him and sort of have him as a, you know, offering guidance throughout my career um, has been brilliant, to be fair. Yeah. And Jason Gillespie as well. Like, as Chris and I, both Yorkshiremen, we saw what he did with Yorkshire. He's just what a great bloke. We need to get him on the podcast, actually, because yeah. we could talk to him for hours, I bet. But what's what? Just give us a bit of an insight into what he's like as a bloke. He is, um, I'd say, the best man manager I've played for. Wow. So obviously, belting coach. When when he feels it's right to drop you a bit of information or a bit of criticism, he'll do it in a very straightforward way, which I loved. Um, you know, if he felt someone wasn't pulling the weight or whether they were training well but not taking it into the game and not crossing the line, he'd he'd say it black and white in front of everyone said you need to get better at this you need to get better at that and everybody knew where they stood with him um which i think you know there's always going to be pissed off players and always going to be players that he likes sort of a thing but i've always dealt better with the coaches that let everybody know exactly where they are um and i think just the man management skills like the small like the tiny things i remember when i first got into the team um i got out caught mid off chasing 350 in a, in a four-day game <laughs> and I remember coming upstairs and literally just in the dressing room at Canterbury and I was nowhere and uh, all the lads were just like heads down not talking to him. it was like crap shop and this just came up to me just literally got, got his arm around him and went mate he was like a yard either side and it would have gone for four wouldn't it and it's just li just little things like that like it's, it's nothing groundbreaking but the man management that he's got um, is definitely the best of any coach I've played with that's class. We do hear a lot of that, Chris, don't we? To be all fair. the time from all Brooksy. Time. Um, what was it? What was it like? I mean, look, we'll come on to some of your franchise stuff as well because that, that's so cool. I want to pick your brains on that. Look, let's um, let's talk about playing for England. So, it probably came. Look, we, we've been talking about you genuinely as a as somebody who should be in the England squad for for ages. You know, destructive, scored loads of runs quickly as well. And then all of a sudden, you kind of waiting for that chance, and it came in the summer with that COVID outbreak straight in almost like a free and you did you know you did really well as well 50 at lords in your second game quality 
must have absolutely loved the whole experience. What was that like? It, you're kind of preparing for it and hoping it comes in a different fashion, obviously. And then it does come and it's like, right, this is a bit of a free hit, isn't it? Yeah, it was really odd because obviously nobody expected any sort of opportunities to come about that way. Um, I think in, in the last few years, I've sort of um, not accepted because, you know, you're always trying to perform and trying to, you know, push that bloke out that's in front of you. Um, but I sort of accepted that, look, chances are going to be few and far between. Um, when it comes along, I've got to take it. Um, but just to be patient more than anything else. And it, it, it is... Um, it is frustrating at times. Like I'm 25 now. Like to me, that feels really old. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel on. like I'm, I feel like I'm getting on genuinely. Um, 25 a couple of months ago. So like, I, I, even for myself, I feel the clock ticking a bit. Like I want to be in there. I want to be in there now. Like, I want to want to be in there yesterday. Like I just literally just want to get in, and then when I get another opportunity, take it again. Yeah. Well, look, you will do. By the way. Chris, you having that? It feels old at twenty-five. Not having that. No, it, well, it must be difficult for you, mate, being early forties and having to speak to a twenty-five-year-old. It's tricky, isn't it, mate? Was wait, it was just waiting for that. Just waiting for that. You total ass. Um, <laughs> um, played in the Big Bash. Um, Islamabad United as well. Who else played for? Was it Billings? Sam Billings played for Islamabad United as well. Yeah, he, he forgot the pod. Yeah, he did. Completely he forgot who they were. He's yeah. like, oh, let me remember. <laughs> we did. I think Chuck dug it out. He's played for about 50 bloody franchise teams, so we were trying to make him list them all. And we were like, Islamabad United, you forgot that one. He was like, oh, yeah, United. <laughs> but yeah, what was, um, what was, what's that like? It's a completely different experience to anything that you'd get over here, I suppose. But what's uh, talk to me about the franchise stuff. What, what do you love about it? Um, I'll tell you what I love about it is that it's so different wherever you go. Like and it's not just you know the conditions and all that sort of stuff, but like the crowds, the places you go, the cultures. Like I did I, when I first started doing it, I found that really interesting. Um, mm. But then obviously, you know, the more you do it, then that sort of novelty, like sort of, just wears off. It's one of those things. So the, you have to sort of be very conscious of that um, and keep appreciating it for what it is, because as soon as you start taking everything for granted and that sort of stuff when the great opportunities to go play like a serious level of cricket and, and see places you've not seen before. As soon as you start taking that for granted, I think that's, you're sort of missing half of, half of the enjoyment. But they kind of wheel you out a little bit to the, you know, the sponsors and that kind of thing. There's all these gala dinners and that kind of stuff, isn't there? Oh, yeah. You all right with all that? You're you all right with the corporate side of it? Oh, you know what? It's, it's half decent when it's done properly. There's been a few like sort of advert shoots uh, in places like Pakistan. Oh come Christ, on, we've already seen them. Talk hours. to me about them. Talk to me about them. We've oh, not seen there's them. all sorts. There's one. There's a company called uh, Audionic, something like that. It's like headphone speakers, um, real Larry kit. You know the speakers <laughs> with the lights in that, fla that flash on to the, to yeah. the sound of the tune. So there's a couple of them. They just took ages. Um, you know, doing poses, that sort of thing. That's the worst. That's the, <laughs> it's the hardest thing in in cricket, I think. When it's literally a quiet room, there's a green screen behind you, and like, oh, now give us a big cheer. Don't don't turn that. into a Virat Kohli or a Steve Smith, and don't completely milk yourself out to these these companies. Oh, it's mortifying. Do it. Some of the boys you see on TikTok doing them dances and this, that, the other. I, <laughs> you know what? Fair play to them because I've not got that in me. Oh, mate. Do you remember the Rishabh Pant and uh, Virat Kohli one where it was like a spot cream? You seen that? 
no, I've not seen that. Absolute shocker. They're singing this song, and it's clearly been written by some, you know, some really crap advertising producers. It's just, honestly, we'll get the video at some point. We'll send it over to you. It's it's unbelievable. If you've not seen that, by the way, and you listen to the podcast, just YouTube it. It's just the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't imagine that you're massive on that, to be fair. So, uh, fair play. What's it like playing in Oz, though? Played for the strikers, haven't you, in the BBL? So, yeah. What's, um, again, I suppose it's the same as what I was asking you about That's growing up in again, the Caribbean. Jason Gillespie yeah, again, that, I think. Yeah, yeah Diz, was, Diz was the gaffer there. Um, just different, so different, different size boundaries, different wickets. Um, there are a lot of flying. You, you know, you're not often in one place for too long. Obviously, last year was different because of the, the bubbles and stuff. But the year before, a lot of flying, busy schedules. Um, so the, the chances to sort of chill out were a little bit less. Um but again, great fun, you know, and it, it was very different that it felt really weird the first couple of weeks, like having to fly everywhere. Um, but no, again, great fun, good competition. Um, hopefully at some point in the future, um, I'll get another opportunity to go back there. But with the quarantine this year, I just I didn't um, I didn't see that as, you know, after just moving to a new club, I thought it'd be best if I, you know, chose a few different comps that hopefully I can get picked up in drafts in. Um, and sort of you know, get stuck into a bit of graph with the Langs lads and, and get to know them. Phil, you just want to go and watch City. That's what it is, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Phil, when you when you're looking towards England again, obviously you, you've always got one eye on England, and especially when they're in a T20 World Cup, the ODI World Cup in 2023 in India. Do you like look at the Liam Livingston model and see what he's done? He's done so many so many tours to the IPL, PSL, Big Bash, and then he's got his chance for England taking it, and now he he becomes one of the best. T20 destructible batsmen in the world. Do you look at him as that could be me in a few years? That's what I'm going to try and repeat, or or are you a bit different to that? No, I'm. I think I'm quite different to that. Me and him are very different players. And one thing that I did at the start of my career, which I make a real conscious effort not to do anymore, is compare myself to others. Yeah. Or you know, try and do things that other other people did. Like years ago, I was shocking for it. I'd just be watching cricket all the time, picking up bits and pieces like. I want that in my game. I'm going to change and do that. And it's all well and good to do that, but you have to make sure that it fits in with you and what you're about because you obviously you are totally unique um, yourself. So yeah, the path that he's, that, that he's had, um, you know, he had a chance with England, missed out for a few years, but then through, through some pretty good performances, um, you know, he's been the best player this summer that I've seen in the domestic game um, and he's done well overseas. So that sort of path, um, yeah, you know, that that is it. You, you do well for a period of time. Um, you, you can't be ignored forever. We've got some uh, really good listeners' questions in, actually. We've got some great listener interaction this week. We'll come on to that in a sec, right, with some of these uh, songs about Liam Livingston, funnily yeah. enough. Um, we'll, we'll let you be the judge of them in a minute. Um, this isn't a question from Guy um, in Adelaide. Not met, uh, not a question, but I met Phil when he attended a kids' net session after a BBL session for the Adelaide Strikers. He had a flight back to the UK that night, still came along, couldn't have been giving uh, more of his time to the kids all class and hope to see him back in Adelaide. So there you go, a bit of a fan there. Um, Mark says, how was it leaving Sussex and joining Lancashire? Good question. Um, you know, it was a bit of a strange one leaving Sussex because obviously coming through the academy there, being there for such a long period of time and, you know, developing the way I did and becoming a first team regular and it gave me a platform to go do other stuff. I am very grateful to the club. Um, 
but I just felt it was the time for the sort of move in my career. A bit of a change um, is what I needed. Um, and, you know, to join a club like Lanks, who are always challenging all three competitions, you know, every year. Um, and, you know, I think they're improving, um, you know, every year. Obviously, being from the Northwest and the families from the Northwest, I've always got one eye on them. Um, you know, the, the team I supported growing up. So, yeah, it was a little bit sad to leave Sussex, but I'm sure that, um, you know, the next few years of my career um, are going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to playing for what is my home club. Yeah, I suppose this leads on to the next uh, listener question we've got in from Jake on Instagram. Thanks, Jake. What are your goals for the coming years? I suppose it's a bit like what Chris has said um, in many ways, but do you set yourself goals? I always find it interesting. It's 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 harder in a team sport, isn't it, in many ways, and particularly when you don't know where you're going to be playing with what's going on. But do you set yourself stuff? You don't have to tell us, by the way. Uh, I do set myself stuff, but it tends to be more sort of manageable things on a, on a daily basis. You know, sort of um, tick boxes that are more manageable instead of being like, oh, thousand runs or something like that, because mm. that's miles off. And you don't get to that end goal, you know, thinking, oh, miles off. You only do that by paying like immaculate attention to the to detail day by day like yeah. every ball the next ball and then the next ball and then the next ball you don't get there by thinking oh i uh, i want a thousand runs let me just it doesn't work like that mm, so yeah. not not too big on big goals more, more prefer you know day-to-day stuff yeah yeah right we, we do a couple of features right on this podcast phil and um i want you to say if you agree or disagree with these so we've got a shocker of the week and a legend of the week right shocker of the week this one was actually sent in to us on twitter by um a certain darren he says shocker of the week should be the pitches at the world cup in the uae <laughs> um several scores under 120 already and not fit for a world cup quite quite strong it's like boycott almost love it what do you think, Phil? You seen much of it, by the way? Oh, I have seen. I watched. I watched all the Scotland games. Um, I saw bits and pieces in the Netherlands as well. Um, no, I've got to disagree with that, haven't you? I mean, <laughs> come on, it doesn't matter about the wickets. It's about the players, is it not? Obviously, mm. if they're absolute minefields and they're spinning and bouncing and going up and down, um, it's never good. But I don't think they've done that, have they? No. Nah. I think he's exaggerated. Bit of carry on from our man there. Oh, there we go. Disagreed with with shocker of the week this week. That's good. Well, there's nothing nothing going into that locker then uh, on episode two of this, these World Cup series of podcasts. Right, legend of the week though. You might agree with this one, Darren Sammy. During the England game when the Windies had just been bowled out for 55, um, he summed it up perfectly. He tweeted not looking good at all. I think that's the <laughs> statement of the century, is it not? That's a beauty. Yeah, <laughs> legend of the week. Give it him. <laughs> That's I a like beauty. that. Like that a lot. Uh, quality. Uh, yeah, keep those coming in as well for future uh, episodes as well. Like we are doing this well, sort of as a daily podcast, but it's not really daily as we've already discussed on the first episode. Um, okay, Phil. Now this is this is great. So we had um, we had Toby Tarrant on last week from uh, Zero Ducks Given podcast, and obviously Radio X presenter and whatnot. Loves his cricket. Um, and he was obviously with with his musical ear. He was casting his ear across these. Do you have a bit of a musical ear? Are you into your music and stuff? I don't know. It's got very small ears. I'm not sure about musical. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, I've not noticed that until you sort of put put them towards the <laughs> Everybody has one for it. <laughs> <laughs> Today, sorry, mate. I wasn't yeah. mugging you off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. Okay, right. Um, Chuck, uh, take it away with some of these. So we, we, basically, we put a bit of a cry for help. So on the, on the first episode, we were looking for songs for... Um, who were we looking for songs for on the first episode? It oh, was... God, Tamal Mills. And by the way, did well. Two for 17 in that opener. Well, Must bold. be the song. Must be the song. <laughs> well, this is what we're hoping for. We're hoping for some more. We, obviously, Liam Livingston didn't really get much of a chance. You know, not much of a target to go out, was it, the other day. But... Um, Liam Livingston, going to be a big player, like we've said, in this World Cup. So we've got two entrants to Chorus Corner this week. Narrowed it down. Um, the first one from Ben Chapman, approved by Liam himself on Instagram, so we could play it. So, um, Chuck, if we can take this away. Livingston is magic. He wears a magic hat. And when he started going bald, he said, F*** that. All the way to Turkey to buy a head of hair. But when he's got his bat in hand, you can't ball anywhere. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's good, good that one, isn't it? Can you see yourself? You know, if you if you weren't playing, and obviously the consummate professional that you are, Phil, if you were on the terraces with the Barmy Army, could you could you imagine that being belted out? I'd be belting out. I'd have the drum. I'd have the drum for that one. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Okay, so that's that's entrant number one. Uh, the ne- the next one comes from Jay Dan. So he's, uh, this is on a stag do in Spain, by the way. This is what I've never said this before, really, Chris. But love our listeners, love our listeners. Not only do they come up with songs, but then they actually take the time to record it and send it in when we ask them to. This one is absolutely brilliant. It's a nice can't, one, Jay. Can't be a lively stag do though, can it? If you sat in a pub <laughs> recording songs for lads, shackles are podcast. Now, hey, I'm all for it. I'm digging it. It's my, my yeah, I'm all for do. it. I'm all for it. <laughs> exactly. Come on, we want to encourage this. Want more entrance next time? Okay. So, Phil, uh, have a listen to this. So, Jade actually decided to get the whole stag do to sing this song that he'd come up with. Um, it's to the theme of Scooby Doo. I want to be like you. Now he's the king of the swingers on the hundred MVP. Well, we're at the Bari, it's in far on the ground at Heading Lee. He's got the fastest 50 and 100 that England's ever seen. He's a Liam Livingston at six, it's a machine. Oh, if they do, I want to be like you. I want a bat like you, ball like you too. <laughs> that quality. is a belter, isn't Absolute it? Absolute quality. That is brilliant, isn't it? But there's a lot of people aren't remembering that, are they? But I don't know. I don't know. Chris, there's some quite complex Barmy Army songs. No mugs, the Barmy Army. Don't worry about that, Phil. Spend a lot of time on tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a belter. Which one? Which one are you going for? Are you going for the kind of you know the, the little swipe at the new hairline from Turkey? Has or to be. Has for... to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Nice one. I think they're both belted. Uh, ben Chapman, well done, son. Um, you've got your song into chorus corner, but I, I think an honourable mention for that second one as well, just for the sheer effort of it on a stag do recording um, it. Liam approved the. The bald song himself. He, he did. Gave it a reply on Instagram. So <laughs> there we go. Belted, absolutely belted. Um, Phil, quality. Are, are you um, obviously you're cheering the lads on um, in the UAE. Um, what 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 do you reckon? I mean, back to back World Cups would be something, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be brilliant. Um, look, they got the team to do it, no doubt. Um, you know, the one of the strongest teams in the comp. Um, I think, but you know what it's like when it gets to the end of the comp and it's sort of knockout cricket. Whoever's best on the day, um, and England are definitely one of the best teams in the in the comp. So, 
hoping they go back to back. Yeah. Yeah, quality. And when they're going for um, triple, you'll be in that squad, hopefully. I hope so, mate. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Enjoy the mank weather. Um, it's you know it's a bit temperamental in it, but you'll be all right, mate. You'll be all right. Uh, Top man, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Great to talk to you, pal. Cheers, lads. Thanks for having us on. Cheers, mate. No worries, Bill. Take take it easy, mate. See you later. Cheers. See you later, boss. Podcast Network.